What's up, everybody? It's Dr. T, and you're on the daily walk. So today I would like to talk about how not to have or experience death by opportunity. So we're going to talk a little bit about what death by opportunity is, how it often happens in businesses, and then uh, how you can prevent yourself from experiencing death by opportunity. And if you are currently dying by opportunity, what you can do to turn it around. So what is death by opportunity? Death by opportunity is the name that I have uh, given where you essentially experience a slowdown and perhaps even a failure of your business or not necessarily a failure, but your business ceases to exist, ceases to exist because you took advantage of every single opportunity that presented itself instead of being strategic about the opportunities that you and your organization decided to pursue. Let's say, for instance, that you are um, someone who does educational consulting and that your sweet spot is really helping um, educators to develop lesson plans. Let's just be real specific and say that that is where your zone of genius is. Now, you may experience death by opportunity if you get opportunities that are like tangential to helping people to develop lesson plans, but not directly related to it. An example could be if you get an opportunity to produce custom lesson plans and you also get the opportunity to discuss how lesson plans can be um, linked together over time to develop a curriculum and you also get an opportunity to um, talk about the role of or to do work informing the use of lesson plans by administrators but your sweet spot is helping teachers develop lesson plans you see how those things are like connected all of the things that i said are connected but they don't sit squarely within the zone of genius now that can create death by opportunity you're pursuing these opportunities and they're awesome but they're really keeping you from where your true zone of genius lies which in this example is helping folks with um helping teachers to create lesson plans and you'll find yourself slowly and slowly or maybe quickly and quickly and drifting off course and outside of your zone of genius and really where your passion lies
and your heart work is. So how do we find ourselves experiencing death by opportunity, right? It would seem like, okay, if I create or help teachers create lesson plans, if that's my organization's goal, and whatever opportunity I'm presented with is not squarely aligned with that, then I could easily say no. And that's true. However, founders often find themselves and their organizations experiencing death by opportunity because um, for a number of different reasons. One reason could be that you really need the money. Your organization really needs the revenue. And, you know, times may be lean. Maybe it's the summertime and teachers are not work- currently working on lesson plans and they're not thinking about lesson plans. <laughs> they're thinking about resting and recovering from the academic year. And so in this season, your offering is not really being taken up, adapted and adopted at the rate that you would hope. But, you know, the bills still come. And so the business expenses mandate that you need to bring some revenue in if you're going to make it. And sometimes that situation will prompt a founder to take an opportunity that doesn't sit squarely inside their zone of genius. You could be a founder like me who is um, somebody who sees opportunity everywhere like just a washing opportunity every time i encounter an issue or problem um, or a challenge i see an opportunity right and so you could be somebody who opportunities and ideas come to you like buses right on the regular all the time many many ideas a day and so if you're that kind of person then Lots of ideas come to you. They may even be relatively straightforward to implement and enact. And so you'll find yourself taking advantage of an opportunity and going down a rabbit hole that's not exactly aligned with your zone of genius because you have the the capability to do it. Now, whether you have the capacity in terms of time and resources is another thing, but you have the ability to do it. And so you're like, well, I can do it. So let me go ahead, you know, and do this real quick. And a lot of founders find themselves experiencing death by opportunity because the opportunity fits their skill set, maybe not necessarily their zone of genius, but their skill set. And so they move forward. Another reason you may um, find yourself as a founder wandering into zones that sit outside of your zone of genius and can result in death by opportunity is because you may be growing bored with your current offerings like maybe you you know have delivered the same presentation for the 500th time and the 501st time you're like I've kind of had enough and you're looking to infuse some new ideas and freshness into your business or into its operations or your offerings and so things have sort of grown a little stale or maybe you're a little bored 
and you're looking to spice it up, switch it up, and do something new. It could be any one of these reasons or a myriad of other reasons. But no matter the reason, many, many founders experience death by opportunity. You even see it with more established brands. So you'll see a brand that, you know, maybe only offered a particular product or service. And then over time, it looks like they're offering everything in the kitchen sink. They got a 12 lines of business and they have um, five service offerings. And you're just thinking, wow, what is it that they actually do? <laughs> because they've expanded so much. Um, there's so much opportunities. There's so many opportunities. And sometimes organizations can grow gracefully and then, you know, kind of land on a nice suite of opportunities but more often than not when you see star folks starting to spread a little too thin it's a signal that they might be experiencing death by opportunity so now that we've described a bit about what it is and why um, founders may find themselves in this scenario and heading down this road I would like for us to think through how you can prevent yourself from experiencing death by opportunity and i'm going to call it dbo for short just because that's easier to say so how do you not experience dbo there are several things that can set you up for success in terms of not experiencing dbo and not even turning down that road because when you have um, a solution that solves a problem, people will come to you with that or they know you're the expert in something or they know you have expertise in a particular area. People will come to you not just for that, but for everything that sits around it. People have no problem encouraging you to shift and morph what you do to fit their specific exact needs even if their specific exact needs are just sort of a one-off. <laughs> and so you have to enact these strategies to not fall prey to that because it'll sound really good. It'll feel even better. You'll really, you know, it may boost you up in terms of your own morale and ego, but you have to ask yourself a few questions um, and implement a few strategies in order to not get sucked into the vortex of DBO because it's easy to get sucked in. One of the first things that you need to avoid DBO is you need to have a very clear set of goals. Now, you know, as with all things, all roads lead back to the goals. What are your goals? If you're not clear about what your goals are for your organization, your program, your company, then you're going to find yourself floating like a leaf in the wind. You're going to be blown every which way and not have any clear direction. And nine times out of 10, like a leaf, you're going to be moving from side to side laterally all the way to the ground and not forward. 
and upward. <laughs> so how can you make sure that you have clear goals? Well, you want to make sure you've identified smart goals and not like 10 or 12. If you have 10 or 12 and you're a small organization, that's too many. Like focus on the smart goals that are going to make a difference. Now, there's a prior episode in season one about smart goals. And so if you're not sure that your goals are, whether your goals are smart goals, or if you know they're not, and you don't know how to adapt them or um, retrofit them or morph them into smart goals, then please hop over and check that episode out on smart goals from season one but you got to make sure you have some goals why because the goals that you're trying to achieve are going to really serve as your filtering system they're going to allow you to look at an opportunity and ask yourself one does this fit within any of my goals if the answer to that question is no this opportunity does not fit into any of my goals it's an automatic no. Just go on and say no. This is not something, well, you know, I do it this one time. No, because as you well know, in business, there is always something that you could be doing. There's always something on the to-do list that needs to get done. And if you're running behind an opportunity that doesn't even align time, with your goals. Time, 21 If you're running behind an opportunity that doesn't even align with your goals, that's time that you're not scratching things off the to-do list or getting things done that you need to get done in order for your business to thrive and move forward. So make sure that you have some smart goals in place because it helps you to say no. If it's an opportunity that does align with one of your goals, Then you have to ask yourself, okay, based on my strategic plan, do I have the bandwidth to fold this in? And how do you figure that out? Well, it means you need to do a little backward strategic planning on that goal and decompose it so that you can identify or assess whether you actually have the time and bandwidth to carry out the steps and procedures and processes required to achieve that goal. Now, there's an episode on how to do backward strategic planning. This is uh, season two from season two. And so if you don't know what that is or how to do it, then go back and listen to that episode and watch the video that goes along with it on backwards strategic planning. I I have a mini course on backwards strategic planning that can help you to engage in that activity and decide whether you actually have the bandwidth. Like a lot of times we think about, oh, well, it's only gonna take three high level steps to do something, but then we don't decompose further to figure out 
well, what's it going to take to do each one of these steps? Because it might actually look like it's three steps, but it might actually be 53 steps. And then, and then you find yourself in a situation where you've committed to something, you don't really have the bandwidth with to do it, and so now you're not operating in excellence. And we always want to operate in excellence and bring the best of ourselves into whatever it is that we do. So not only... Um, will having smart goals help you to decide whether this opportunity even aligns with them at all? But it'll also help you to figure out if you actually have the bandwidth to do it. If you have the bandwidth to do it, lay those steps out on your calendar and add it on in. But if you don't, this is the perfect opportunity to craft that email that says, Thank you so much for this opportunity. I appreciate you thinking of me. However, at this time, given the goals that have already been established for our program and organization, I don't have the bandwidth to take advantage of this opportunity. If there are opportunities that are available in the future, please do reach out to me or consider me at that time. Best, comma, your name. So... (laughs) You can say no, and it's okay. Because again, we're not trying to be like a leaf blowing on the wind from side to side, straight to the ground. We're trying to be um, an organization that is able to scale impact, make a bigger imprint and footprint, and um, impact and reach more people. And you can only do that by being focused. So in addition to SMART goals, you also really need to have an accountability partner. You need somebody that can pull your coattail and be like, that's cute, but no, Mm -mm. you don't have time to do that. Remember such and such, think about such and such that's coming up. You know, consider this, take into consideration that. You need that accountability partner because they're gonna help you help yourself they're gonna they're gonna help you help yourself and keep yourself from agreeing and committing to something that's ultimately going to drive you crazy because you really didn't have the time or the resources to do it so not only do you need smart goals you need an accountability partner if you don't have an accountability partner separate from your organization If you don't have an accountability partner, but you do have a virtual assistant, um, you can also give them a decision tree and advise them to keep you from over committing. And they can help you think through that decision tree as opportunities come. And you can schedule it as part of your weekly meetings or when an opportunity comes in the door, you can talk through that decision tree with them really quickly and make the assessment of whether this opportunity is something that you should engage in and whether it will help you achieve your company's goals and propel your company forward. And last but certainly not least, the last thing that you need is a spirit of no. (laughs) You need a no, you need a no spirit. You need a spirit that starts at no. Like you have, you should be somebody who has to be convinced 
and compelled that this opportunity is something that you should incorporate and integrate into the goals that you already have for the reasons that I already described because there's always something to do on the list there's only so much time only so many resources and not only do we want to prioritize operating in excellence and executing in excellence but we also want to prioritize taking care of ourselves and our well-being and making sure that we're whole people because if we're not whole people we can't show up for the people we serve and the communities that we serve in the ways that we need to that are positive and that don't inflict harm so again the spirit of no helps you to discern whether an opportunity really is worth it i now say no to just about every opportunity that comes you know i'm looking at the opportunity and i'm assessing okay well what is it really going to take in order to execute that do i have the capacity no do i have the time no do i have the additional resources outside of the resources that have already been allocated no does this align with my goals no like i can ask myself this set of questions and within a few moments i can assess and ascertain whether or not this opportunity is an opportunity for me and now that i have developed the spirit of no very few opportunities are really a perfect fit and you know when you hit one that is that's worth it and you can you know go ahead and govern yourselves accordingly so i would love 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 to hear about how you make decisions within your own organization about what goals that you're going to try to reach and how you make that determination and decision if you find yourself dying by death from opportunity try some of these strategies you can apply them immediately in your business and let me know let me know how just those few strategies and perspectives shifts in perspective help you to have more balance more time more calm more focus more proactivity and less reactivity in your business shout me out i'd love to hear about it as always stay blessed stay focused stay hydrated stay striving stay moving upward and forward and not side to side <laughs> stay blessed stay true to who you are stay in your zone of genius until next time peace